Hey guys, welcome back to Crafting Fitness. Today I'm honored to be speaking with the newest addition to our crafted coaching team, Colleen Foch. We had a wonderful conversation talking about her athletic career, stories from our time working together during her competitive days, and how she's navigated the change in her identity from the athlete towards the next chapter of being a coach and data analyst. I'm going to read a short bio of hers to give some of you more insight into who she is and what she has done. So bear with me for a moment as I read this. Colleen is an elite athlete in multiple sports and an all-around badass human. She started out as a five-time All-American swimmer at UC Berkeley, where her team won multiple NCAA Division I championships. After college, Colleen poured her heart into a new sport, CrossFit. She went on to compete at the CrossFit Games as both an individual athlete in 2019 and in the team division in 2017. In 2020, Colleen was recruited to join the National USA bobsled team and added yet another impressive adventure to her athletic resume. Although she's now retired from competitive athletics, she maintains her athletic spirit as a full-time data analyst, putting in hours in the office while still training hard and enjoying life. While pursuing her master's degree, Colleen developed a passion for helping people balance effective training with all the other facets of life, work, school, family, and friends. Colleen has taken her knowledge and experience competing at the highest level to develop Crafted Perform. Crafted Perform is our newest program aimed at crafting performance for life outside the arena. You can use the link below to access her program and sign up today. If you enjoy this episode, please like and share with others as it helps us build our reach and be able to share more great content with the public. All right. Well, I'm excited to have Colleen Foch with me today. This is uh, pretty exciting times for us. Colleen has, well, once this comes out, it'll already be known that Colleen is now on our team and one of uh, the crafted coaches. So I'm excited to talk to her and give you guys all some insight on who she is and her background and why she's a, a wonderful addition to our team. And yeah. So how are you doing, Colleen? I'm good. It's nice to be back. And now I'm as a coach instead of an athlete. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. I know. I know. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me how, uh, how that process has been, um, recently, you know, cause I know, um, I will get into the background and everything, but, um, yeah. going from, uh, competing to, uh, work, which we'll talk about your work, your, your day job. Yeah. And, uh, and then now back kind of into coaching and, uh, being on the other side of the, of the screen, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. It feels now like a lifetime ago that I was competing, but I guess it wasn't all that long ago. <laughs> um, but, uh, so for those that don't know, I work full time as a data analyst and I've been doing that for about a year and a half now. Um, I really love it. It's something I never thought I would be doing that I'd be like coding on a day-to-day basis. Um, I remember like my dad trying to get me to take coding classes when I was in high school and I was like, no, that stuff's so boring. I don't want to do that. And (laughs) so it's, it's cool that, uh, one, I feel like I proved myself wrong that I like could do this and be good at it, but also, um, it's just fun. Like, I feel like I just get to problem solve a lot day-to-day, which is a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, but like, it's definitely been 
um, a big shift because I've been an athlete pretty much my entire life um, and a very competitive athlete since like middle school till man, like what now, like a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and was definitely a weird shift. And I think it's easy to like, when you're in sports and athletics is your whole life. I think for me, it was easy to say like, no, I have an identity outside of this. And Mm -hmm. I think once, and granted, I definitely didn't. Uh, so my career, so to speak, uh, ended with an injury, unfortunately, but honestly, looking back, I think it was a true blessing in disguise. Um, and I think it definitely forced me to make that transition a little bit earlier than I was anticipating. Um, and yeah, it was just weird. Like you go through lots of emotions and it's just weird to figure out like, okay, who am I outside of performing? Um, and I think definitely having, um, uh, I mean, the plan was always to go into data analytics. So I had that, like I was in school was setting up for that. So that was always the plan. Um, but you know, it's different, like even talking about like, okay, I know one day I won't be competing anymore, but it's a whole different story when like, you're just not competing anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think like having my job, um, my faith is a super big part of my life. So that's been a huge help and just amazing blessing to lean more into that as I've like realized my identity, my purpose outside of Colleen, the competitive athlete. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's also just been weird, but in like a really cool way, figuring out what training day-to-day looks like, because for Mm -hmm. my whole life, um, training, well, one training has been like my whole day, right. You know, like at the Mm -hmm. gym for hours upon hours, but also there was always some sort of external goal I was working towards. And now it's, you know, I'm working out because I can, and because I enjoy doing it and it's not to, I still kind of thought even after athletics that I would still be working towards like, oh, I want to squat clean this, or I want to hit this thruster max or something like that. And it's interesting to get to the point where, I mean, I still like lifting heavy. It's fun to be like, oh yeah, like I hit that for like whatever, a three rep max, but, um, it's interesting and it's a cool transition and just, I don't know, just appreciating like the training sessions for what they are, even if they don't have like I'm not working towards something like a month or three months from now. Mm -hmm. It's more about longevity and -hmm. just me feeling good day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been good for me mentally too, to not like beat myself up on days where I don't do super well. Like that's also, Mm -hmm. and I mean, that's harder when you are competing, right? Because like, it feels Mm -hmm. like the world's coming to an end when like, you know, when I would have like a bad muscle up day, I'm sure you can remember. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you're like, oh, like when these come up with the games, I'm going to be the worst. <laughs> All this yeah, stuff. yeah. And you just start to spiral a little bit. But yeah. uh, but now, you know, like I can give myself a lot more grace because, you know, I'm like, hey, like I just want to like I want to continue to be able to show up because it's also super therapeutic for me. And like mm-hmm. I know that me being able to show up at the gym every day or five times a week um, allows me to do better at my job, like be a better sister, daughter, friend, like all those things. And so 
I think it's cool to just, I don't know, see training super differently. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, and just get to enjoy it in a whole new way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love to race people and stuff. Like I joined in on the, um, the competition simulation the other weekend and it was so yeah. much fun just to get to race people and stuff. Cause like I'll be competitive for forever, <laughs> like, yeah. but, but, um, but I now like, like we've talked about just expressing it in different ways. And mm-hmm. I also know that if I like try and race people every single day, like I'm going to, my brain will be mush at work. Yeah. So I can't do that all the time. Yeah. Well, tell, you know, take a, a few minutes uh, even if it makes you uncomfortable to tell people about your, your sporting background and career from swimming to CrossFit to bobsled, like, you know, give people, for those that don't know, it, it'd be fascinating to hear your whole arc over, let's say like 90% of your life. <laughs> yeah. To date. Yeah. So, uh, grew up pretty much doing like any sport, super thankful that my parents let me try all the sports and drove me to all the things at ungodly hours of the day. <laughs> but, uh, but swimming was the one that for sure stuck. And so I focused in on that, like end of middle school, did that throughout high school, college, And then when I was in college, I went to UC Berkeley. We won two national championships, um, was a part of a relay that had an American record for a few years, which was really cool. Um, And then I, and prior to college, I qualified for Olympic trials, um, which was a really cool experience too. Um, And then after swimming, I was still super, so my favorite part of swimming or the swimming program at Cal was lifting. We only lifted twice a week, but that was my favorite time. Um, I, I loved racing with swimming, but like being in the pool for hours upon hours just wasn't, I mean, I was a sprinter. So I think most sprinters can agree, uh, that that's not their favorite thing, but, um, but I love the weight room. And so I knew that was something I really wanted to continue to do after I was done swimming. And I would say like pool wise, I was kind of burnt out of swimming. So I was like, okay, I know that that's not what I want to do as far as like continuing my fitness. And, but I went through the whole gamut of, I didn't want to get big. I wanted to be smaller. I was very, I would say not super comfortable in having a more athletic build in college. And, but I loved lifting. So I would go lift. I do. I loved cleans. I loved clean pulls, power cleans. We didn't do anything overhead in college, no snatching, no jerks or anything. But, um, so I do that and then go on like an elliptical or do cardio for hours because I was like, oh, I can't get close enough. Um, and then through a friend, uh, like a year or two after, college while I was interning at UC Berkeley in their strength and conditioning department. Uh, My friend was like, Hey, we're going to this CrossFit competition, which was back when regionals were uh, like California was split. So there was like NorCal, SoCal regionals. And she took me to that. And I had heard of CrossFit and a lot of people were like, Hey, I think you'd like it. And I was like, I don't know, like, seems kind of (laughs) strange. And um, then I showed up to this competition and I was just so in awe. I was like, this is so cool. And it was the first time I think I was around other people. And I was like, wait, like they're all like super jacked and muscular. I was like, I want to be like that. <laughs> and um, so 
we signed me and my friend, we signed up for a CrossFit gym in San Francisco the following week. And I was hooked. Like I took no rest days. I was like, (laughs) I'm going every single day. And then I didn't get into it necessarily like thinking I was going to go to the games or anything like that. But I loved the community aspects, like being able to work out with other people. Also just like the inherent challenge that there was like showing up every day, like knowing other people's times and that it was like a race. And that's definitely something I missed from uh, my swimming years. So started in that. And then I qualified for regionals in 2014. And then I um, made, I was really close to making the games a few years in a row, but um, ended up going team in 2017. And the year prior, uh, had some shoulder issues, just like wear and tear from years and years of swimming. But honestly, that was a massive blessing. Got to go team. We got fourth at the games, which was just so much fun and such a cool experience. And then I qualified individually in 2019 and we got to go and that was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah. And then in 2020, um, I got recruited by the U S uh, bobsled team and they were like, Hey, you know, we've, uh, we'll invite you out to the Olympic training center. See if you like it, see if you're any good. And I was like, might as well give it a shot. <laughs> um, and so went out there, um, had like no expectations of, I was like, I just felt like, Hey, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Can't pass up on it. And ended up really liking it. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I qualified for the national team and the idea was, so that was the year, uh, so that was 2021. And the goal was to, once I made the national team, the goal was to, uh, try and qualify for the Olympics the following year, um, about like, what was it? Maybe like two, three months out from when the qualification process started, I tore my ACL So that kind of, uh, expanded all of those (laughs) goals, but, um, but yeah, but it was still super awesome. And then at that point, I, uh, I knew I wasn't going to bobsled after that year, but I honestly, if you had asked me like prior to my surgery, like, are you going to be done with competing? Like all together, CrossFit, everything. I don't know if I would have known yet, but, um, but yeah. And then after that, uh, yeah, got into data analytics full-time and now I'm here. (laughs) Well, I have a, I have a a story that ties into the one I've told like everyone about from the 2019 games, but (laughs) interestingly enough, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was, it was the 2015 regionals where you were, you were contending for a spot and I think that was the year it was the California regional and oh, it was yes. in San Diego and yeah. Del Mar. And the last event was the 15 muscle ups and then the five progressively heavier squat cleans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, cause I was, I was there cause Nick and Jen were competing and I was watching it. Except, oh, yeah. of course. And, and I remember like, Oh, there's Colleen. It's like, she's doing well. She's in, I think you had a qualifying spot at the time. And then that event comes up and like every, almost every girl did it in two sets. Some did it in one. 
and then you you really struggled and you were like the last one there and I just remember like I didn't even know you were but I just felt so bad I was like oh man that's such a that's such a heartbreak and you didn't make it that year and then fast forward to 2019 when you qualified which I've told the story a bunch but it's always good to repeat um Colleen so of the day one was the legless rope climb to snatch and that went fairly well. The legless rope climb was 20 feet, wasn't 15, which was a, a you know, a, a, what is it? A, a wrench in the system or whatever. <laughs> and then the second event was the row kettlebell push press handstand walk. That one really went, went really well. And then day two, because this is a year that there was progressive cuts. And then day two was the, uh, the run, the, what they call it? The uh, oh, the ruck run? run, ruck run. Yeah, I thought they had a name for it or something, but it was a progressively heavier run, yeah. which, oof, that was uh, that was crazy. <laughs> and I, of course, you and Nick were there, and you're both like one of the strongest in the, the field, and and you guys did so much running leading up to it. Because I'm like, there's going to be some long run, and I got to make sure these guys don't get last. And you both did great and survived. And then the next event was and of course at this point we're just like where's the heavy lift we need a heavy lift balance it out you've done all these lighter body weight things like come on show us some balance yeah and then the next event comes out which was like an hour after the run and it was a sled sprint across the field push the split the the sled and then 15 bar muscle ups and then push the sled back for time. And so we're chatting and you've never done 15 muscle ups on the rings or the bar and broken. And, and I don't know if, if, uh, either you said, or I said like, well, uh, like when, you know, should I break? And, and let's assume let's assume you said that. And I don't think you did, but maybe you did like break. And I think I might've said like, if you break, you're, you're not going to win and you need to win. You got to win your heat to make sure you get through to the next event. And so it was like, you just got to go for it. And, and I remember sending you off and you go and you're corralled and you're walking out and then I'm walking to watch. And I'm like, so nervous. I'm like, Oh man, if we don't make it past this, I'm going to be so frustrated with myself. Like, I was like, this is only day two. And uh, I'm like, she can do it. She can definitely do it. She can do it. So I'm walking over there and there's this big, there's like this big screen that you can watch on the field. Cause I didn't want to go all the way to the field. And so I'm like standing and pacing back and forth. And I had a whoop on at the time. And I remember telling you this. <laughs> so I'm like going back and forth and then it's like three, two, one, go. And she goes. She pushes the sled down. It's like the first one down. And I was like, okay, good, good. Here we go. Here we go. So she jumps up on the bar and she's going and gets to like eight and looks good. And like 10 and looks good. I'm like, oh, she's going to do it. She's going to do it. And she does the 15. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then Meg Reardon is on the other side of the field and she finishes at the same time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here they go. And so Colleen's pushing. And I think at the start, she was a little bit ahead of you. And then about halfway, you started passing her at the very end, you passed her and you won the heat. And I was like losing my mind. I was so excited. Um, and you won your heat. And then Amanda Barnhart in the next heat beat you by like half a second, but you came second at the event. And that got us into the next, uh, the next event, which of course wasn't a heavy barbell, but it was Mary. 
Uh, but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, and and I remember looking later at my watch and like the whoop thought I did a workout because my heart rate was like 180 <laughs> for like three minutes in a row because I was just like so I was probably higher than yours was at the peak of that event oh, probably. Um, so nice full circle there of in 2015 staring at the rings and then in 2019 attacking and so that, that I'll never forget that I was that that like made the the trip over because oh. it you know it, it symbolized you doing something that you hadn't done before and you had to do it and you did. And I thought that was super cool as a, a reminder that, you know, there's lots of things we can do that we set limitations that, you know, limit what we actually are possible of. So, uh, but I'd love to hear, you know, what, what you might've been thinking in 2019 at that event and, you know, the circumstances and everything, it'd be interesting to hear some of that. Yeah. So like you said, that year was very different than, mm -hmm. so I think even going into that year, um, it was, cause I mean, this is something like in my head, like my individual, you know, shot at the games, like it's something that, I mean, I remember like playing in my head, what it would feel like to be on the regional floor and they call my name and my family's there. And I get to like run up to them and hug them. And we get to go to dinner afterwards. And like, like you and I are celebrating and my family and like, so that like moment was so ingrained in my head. So even like as silly as it might sound, like even not having that felt kind of like a disappointment, like, oh, I don't get me wrong. I was pumped when I got the email being like, you're, you get to go to the games. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, after getting seventh, like two years in a row after a shoulder surgery, I was like, okay, like we're going, like I get to go. And that was the thing. Like I like regionals and stuff were fun, but like, I was so excited for, like the odd object stuff, the swim, like for sure was very mm -hmm. exciting to me, like doing a lift, like getting to compete in a much longer, you know, um, event with like up to 12, 13 events. Um, and so I think like, I'm not going to lie. I think going into it, it's like, um, which is something I think I learned from, which I'm really glad you pushed me to do like after the games was like do a lot of reflection and because I was like pretty upset <laughs> to be honest with like after it and I think there's part of me that because that's how the games had been for so long and I think sometimes like now looking back like I almost felt like entitled to that experience because well I had put in all this work and like why why this year like did it all have to change kind of a thing and so I think, but like in any case, I was like, okay, like I can't focus on that now. Like I have to focus on this and it's not going to be what I thought it was, but like, that's okay. Like we'd have to, well, I didn't think it was okay at the time, but like, it's all, I can just focus on what's, you know, mm -hmm. in front of me and what I get, have to do next and what I can control. And so I definitely think, um, I mean, it was very interesting, like, uh, going event to event and like not knowing when the next event was going to be, I mean, at the games, like they usually don't tell you everything right away, but like, usually there's like a little bit more that, you know, um, mm -hmm. but definitely forced me to be like in the moment. Cause you couldn't think ahead. Cause you had no idea, even if you're going to be around for the next event. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely think 
prior to the sled event. I remember even like, I remember cause they like pull us all into like, it's near the warm up area. There's a bunch of bleachers and like Dave is announcing the events. And so after that run, which like I got through and that was pretty gnarly. So they're mm-hmm. announcing and like after every event, cause it seems like, okay, like we've ran, we've like done some gymnastics. It's all been light. I'm like, okay, like yeah. something's coming up. <laughs> like, yeah. and then, so they bring out the sled and I'm like, oh hell yeah. Like it's like, make it heavy. And they're like, oh, empty for the girls. I'm like, oh God, like, come on. And so, um, and then they're like bar muscle ups. I'm like, okay, like better than ring. I like those better than ring. Like that's good. Um, and I do remember going into that event being like, yeah, cause you and I were talking, I was like, okay, I've definitely never done 15 in a row, but I was like, I I'm either going to do it or I'm literally going to fall off the bar trying. Like, I don't have a choice here. Like you said, it was going to be so fast. And like the other girls I'm going up against are going to fly through these. So if I take a break, like, and I can't play it safe, like at, at that point, like being, cause I was on the outside of the cut line. So I'm like, well, I'd rather just go for it. And then, you know, if I don't make it, cause I went for it versus like, oh, I, you know, did eight, seven. And then like, you know, that one, feel good. So, mm-hmm. but I do remember like, and it's funny now looking back, I don't remember a ton about what I was thinking, like in the corral or like anything like that, but, but it's one of those like times where it's really cool. And it reminds me like of, you know, cause my races and swimming were like super fast. So you you're in like a flow state, so to speak, like you're not thinking and stuff, but I do remember those feeling like the easiest bar muscle ups I'd ever done in my life. Um, and it's cool. Cause you and I have talked about this, but I think like that, like you said, you have these opportunities to kind of exceed the limits you've set for yourself and it changes your st- mentality for that movement and those types of workouts forever. Like I remember after that games, like we went back to, uh, training and stuff. And all of a sudden, like, I was like, yeah, I can do sets of eight to 10. Like, of course I can. Like, did you see me do 15 kind of a thing? And so there was that confidence built up, which was super cool. Um, but I do remember finishing that and just being like, yeah, like I'm supposed to be here. And like, yeah, like I'm like, yeah, I was on the outside, but like I fought to get back in, like I'm going to fight for every spot. I absolutely can. Um, and obviously like, it was funny. I recently, um, I had never up until like a few months ago, I'd never watched it on like YouTube. Um, and I watched it. Um, and it's funny cause they, because I won the heat, they interviewed me after and they're like, Hey, like, you know, what would you love to see? And I was like, something heavy. And then they're like, oh, is there anything you wouldn't want to see? And in my head at that point, I was like, well, we've done everything that I don't want to see. So surely I'm like, no, like whatever comes next, like, it'll be awesome. Little did I know that like Mary was probably like the last thing I wanted to see, but, but, you know, I gave it my best shot and it was good, but no, that, that moment was and it's cool now, like having the perspective I have now and uh, like getting to watch it back. Like I'm really, really proud of that moment. And while the games wasn't what I had imagined or like dreamed of to that point, like that, 
that moment and like the tough times for sure um, are something that I can look back and like, I don't know, like I hold very near and dear to my heart and like puts a smile on my face and yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that for anything. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we get to dictate how we, how we view the things that happen to us. And so, you know, it's easy to frame it in a way that, you know, what was me or that right. was, you know, that was awesome. That was what a, what a amazing, uh, moment for yeah. growth and, uh, belief and, and feeling a sense of pride in yourself and what you accomplish. So that's cool. Yeah. It was, it was cool to be a part of it. I was, that was awesome. Um, and even like, even though the email married didn't turn out well, like I was still like on a high cause I just thought it was so cool. Uh, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't get pissed that Mary got drawn. I was just like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. No, but, that was, you know, that was pretty but okay. So this is a good segue because you and I've talked a lot about this and I, and the, the first time we kind of talked about it, I was sharing with you how a lot of people, especially ones that I've worked with, there's this transition that takes place where you have, you go through a chapter of life where you're the athlete, you see yourself as the athlete, you know, your life revolves around the athlete, your identity is an athlete, and it's probably not going to last forever. I mean, even Tom Brady now, he's not an athlete anymore. He's <laughs> retired, uh, barring, a, you know, him coming back, <laughs> yeah. um, but he's technically done. And so now he's going to have to learn to transition and navigate this new chapter, this new persona and how he sees himself. And so for you, as with a lot of athletes, you know, there's this finite window where you are the athlete and then the inevitable, well, how do I shift and how do I see myself differently? Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd like to hear how that experience has been thus far, considering the, the high level you reached in multiple in three sports, which one's once a lot, but three, um, that's a big, big difference or, or let's say transition. And so I think it'd be cool to hear what that's been like thus far for you. Yeah. So I'd say it was definitely, there wasn't like a, it was a gradual process to get to the point where I was like, I'm done. And I think a lot of that was, I think in to myself, I knew I was done sooner than I was ready to tell everyone I was done. Cause I think that's um, a big thing too, that I didn't think would be an issue or not necessarily an issue, but a tough thing to go through. Um, I think as, and as silly as it might sound, I think it took me a while to be comfortable telling like people who follow me on like, social media and stuff like that. Cause like, I mean, I'll be honest, like to my close friends and family, like that was, you know, those are the first, those are the people I'm having conversations with about like, Hey, like I'm struggling to decide if I want to keep competing and stuff like that. Like I remember after I tore my ACL, I thought, well, I love lifting. I love being strong. And I've never really like fully gone into just weightlifting. Maybe I want to be an Olympic lifter. And like, if I look back now, like I didn't want to do that. I was just like, still kind of hanging on to like, I'm not totally ready to like, let that part of me go. 
And I think that's part of it is that like what I've learned through this process is like that, like all that stuff I did and like the experiences and the growth I got from all those things, like they don't just disappear because I'm no longer in them. Like they're still very much a part of me and I'm super proud of that. And I think that's, well, it might sound like kind of silly that that's, I don't know. Cause it feels like, oh, well it, that chapter is over, but it's like, yeah, like I'm not there anymore, but it's still very much a part of who I am. Um, and so I think it took me a while to be at peace with that and to like share that with the masses and stuff. Um, but I also thought that was important to, cause like, I super appreciate like the people that, you know, have been following me for years and have been so supportive, like throughout, you know, every twist and turn and all these new sports that I decide to do. And so, so I wanted to be authentic and to share that with them that like, Hey, like this is going to be, I'm moving on to a different chapter and like, it's going to look a lot different. I mean, my life is still very much centered around fitness and moving and like being healthy and all that stuff. It's just going to be in a different capacity now. Um, and so there was definitely a time where I was like, I don't know if I'm totally ready to be done. And then I was like, do I want to go back to CrossFit? And then I was like, okay, like, is this me like feeling like I do have stuff left to prove, or am I just uncomfortable being in this new state? Um, cause it is different, right? Like a day-to-day of, I mean, granted, like I post workouts on Instagram and stuff, but like, you're not getting that, like, I no longer am like under the lights and stuff. And like my day-to-day job, it's not like you, it's a different type of validation that you're getting to. So I think like, that's definitely something like I've worked through. And again, like I said earlier, I think like really leaning into my faith also has given me a really strong purpose and identity outside of both like training, working out my job. Cause that's another thing too. I was like, okay, I don't want to just like cling to, uh, like now work is my identity and then like, okay, well, if work changes, then I gotta like, so really trying to like figure out like who is Colleen outside of like all the stuff that I do. So I think that was super important, um, and really powerful for me to explore and lean into. Um, I do think from the training aspect of things, I mean, as I was recovering, like there wasn't a ton I could do. So like, and that was the thing too, like after I was done competing, my quote unquote competition was like, I was working towards healing my knee. So I was still working towards something. So it was like, oh, I want to be able to squat again. Then I want to be able to Olympic lift again. So I still had these like, um, milestones that I was working towards. So that made it a little easier to get through that part, I guess, not that hurting my knee was like made that easier, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I was still getting to focus on that. And then trying to figure out like, okay, what is my, like, once I decided like, okay, I'm hundred percent not competing anymore. Like, what does my training look like now? And one thing that like, I remember like way back when, when, um, like you were coaching me for the games and stuff, like, I remember you talking about your own training and, you know, you talking about like, yeah, like this is how I train because like, I need to like coach you and I need to write programs. And like, I can't be a pile of mush at my computer. And that that honestly was just not a concept I was familiar with. And I was like, I don't really understand that. 
Um, granted, I knew how I felt after like the sessions you would give me. I'm like, yeah, I can't really fathom. I mean, I was in school, but like, that's very different than like, I could accommodate like working hours and I was doing it one class at a time. So it was definitely, it wasn't overwhelming where, you know, like I wasn't getting sleep or anything, but so it's interesting now, like, uh, as I was trying to figure out what training was looking like, I definitely realized like, okay, like there's just certain, like, I don't need the intensity that I used to have in my programming. And, um, while I still enjoy pushing myself, I also know like the repercussions of that. And so I have to be, you know, like mentally hundred percent at work. And so, so that's like a big shift is like seeing my training is like kind of, um, fueling me for other areas of my life while also just enjoying it for what it is as well. Um, and that's definitely different too, um, because it's like no one granted, even when I was competing, it's not like anyone's forcing me to do it, you know, or anything, but you feel like on tougher days, you're like, no, like I work through this because like, I have this end goal in sight. Whereas like, yeah, like if I didn't want to, I could just not show up to the gym, but like, I know that I get so much from being there. And I also, I don't know, it's, and we've talked about this too. It's like, I, I know that I don't, and there are certain movements that I am now retired from. that I I just don't need to do because I'm not competing, but there's also like, I know I don't need to handstand walk. I don't need to do handstand pushups. I don't need to do bar muscle ups anymore, but like I worked really hard to do those things and to do them well. And I still enjoy them and I'm not, you know, hurting myself by doing them or anything. So it's still fun. And I think that's another thing is like finding, um, just the overall joy in training and knowing, and that's a big shift too. Like you said, with, uh, competing, like, you know, eventually it's going to end at some point. And I know that like, the way I train today will not be the same as when I'm 50 or 60 or 70 or whatever, but, but it's about like, is this sustainable for a long period of time? And, um, and I think that's fun. And it's also, I, it's also, uh, cool to be proud of myself for different things. Like I now get proud of myself when I like decide not to go as heavy as maybe I wanted to when I walked into the gym, but I'm like, Hey, I just am better at taking surveillance of like what else is going on in my life. And while the gym and training is still a hundred percent, like a number one priority, like I can kind of scale back in areas while still getting a lot out of it. But like knowing that like, okay, it's not worth like the extra 10, 20 pounds, And then like, I feel crummy or whatever it is for the rest of the day. So, um, that's kind of a long tangent, but, um, but it's been really cool. And I think it's been, uh, it's cool to be, I mean, I figured I'd get to the space at some point where like, I'm very much at peace with like, you know, not competing anymore because like, I'm so grateful for the time that I did get to compete. Um, and I'm grateful that like I found a different way to look at training and especially with the help from you. Cause like, it's been really cool to like talk about these things and like, um, and also it's cool that like, I get to take a lot of stuff that I learned from, 
from you, from training for the games into my work now. And while I may not be like competing in CrossFit, I get to compete in like what I would say is like a, a new arena. And it's like, and it's cool. So it's, it's nice to see those things um, can transfer over um, if you put the work into doing so. So it's, yeah, it's really cool. Wow. Well, there was a lot there. Uh, one of the first things I'd written down note wise was um, because I, I, I reached a, 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 I don't say a super high level, but I reached a high level in golf and, and I'd be lying if I said it didn't turn out the way I, I envisioned it to turn out similar to how, you know, the games and 19 and everything for yourself. And I think that happens to a lot of athletes is you, you know, reaching the the pinnacle of any sport is very challenging and the odds are likely that you might get close but you're not going to become tia you know or you're not going to become tiger woods like yeah that's probably the reality and knowing that you kind of get a choice after the fact do i view it and frame it in such a way that it was failure mm -hmm. and by doing so I lock all of the value and benefits I can actually get from that whole time and journey and experience, or do I frame it and view it such that it was a great success and there was so much value and insight and, and meaning that was in that chapter. And then as a result, you get access to all of that. And so my, for myself, at once I started getting into coaching, I was able to view that golf chapter as like this, this treasure, treasure trove of resources for me to use with all of my athletes and clients. And a lot of it has helped me when we were together, because I was, it was easier for me to relate to you and what you were doing and, and trying to even back then, like trying to communicate in ways that would really resonate with you. Um, and then even now, as you're entering this new chapter, I can pull on that experience to give you language and insights on what that has what that was like for me and how that transition transition has looked like and then also with training how that's changed and so I think it's super important that as an whenever you're in your athlete chapter of life or let's say when you're transitioning out of it you create some space to reflect on well how am I going to view that chapter do I want to view it as a failure or do I want to view it as a success and that's usually harder unless you literally like won, you know, seven Super Bowls, um, which, you know, who knows? Tom Brady might even say that he thought yeah. at certain points he, he did fail in some way, which would be mind blowing for the normal person. But, you know, we're, we're all human and it's easy for us to always frame things in a negative light. Um, but that's a whole different, you know, conversation. So uh, I'm glad that you've been able to reflect and and see all of the value that came through that chapter that you can now use in these, these new areas of life that are, you know, how you're defining yourself. Um, what else did I write here? Uh, oh, this was a good one. Um, the lens, the lens you view the activity through and how that changes. So even for myself with golf, golf in my early twenties was like the job, the task, you know, yeah. there was like an intensity, same with you in training in 2019, 2020, it's like there was this different intensity and, and perception around the actual act of it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't joyful. 
<laughs> you know, and if you're, and if you are actually taking it like a professional, there's you, you would be lying if you said that there was like a bunch of joy. It's like, ah, maybe a little, but most of it is, it's, it's not, it's, that's different. And, and being able to get to the place where you then view it in a different light, because you're in a new chapter is very helpful because then like when I go play golf now, which is very sporadically, like I, I actually have fun and enjoy it because like I let go of expectations. And I also recognize that it's, you know, I'm well removed from that chapter. And then when you go to the gym, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but from what you said, you, you can view it in such a way that it is more enjoyable and you look forward to it and it's, it's, it's beneficial. It's not a chore or a responsibility that like has to get done for some, you know, end in mind, you know, it's, it's a, it's an end in and of itself. It's something you do, um, for the sake of doing it because you can, like you said early on. Um, and then the other one, you, I'm kind of going in reverse order. Uh, one of the first things you said, which this was super interesting and, and I could see this also in my own, uh, story and passive of, uh, letting go of how others see and view you or how you think they see and view you because yeah. they only view you through, or you assume they only view you through the athlete persona and lens. Right. And then the, the fear of, well, if I'm not that anymore, will they not look at me or not, or not like think I'm a value or worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very interesting one. And I, you know, you, we could grab a hole on that thinking about other athletes in their careers and how challenging it can be to move on because of the fear around, well, do I become, you know, insignificant or, or non-existent if I'm not this person? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, well, that you mentioned that you can then grab onto to help redefine your, your source of meaning and identity outside of sport. And I think that's a, that can be challenging for people. Um, and that's also why, you know, you see a lot of former athletes going to CrossFit because it's, it's a nice continue and excited the same thing, not to the degree you did, but it acts as a nice continuation of your athlete chapter. Um, but like I mentioned, you know, inevitably it comes a time where it's, you have to shift and, uh, there will be things you have to work through. Um, but I would, I would add too, you know, I, I bet you a lot of those people that have followed you authentically were, uh, what would be the word? They were maybe excited to see you transforming because it humanizes you, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like Tia or Tiger Woods, there's an element of them that's that people might perceive as not real because they're just like, they're so like high, you know, it's just like, it, it, like, there's no, you can't really touch them in a sense. And, and I think when you do have true fans and followers, when you, when you showcase that you also, you are human, like they are, it allows you to, to connect with them on a deeper way or a deeper, at a deeper level. And, uh, and I think people, people can feel, I, I would assume people would feel better about themselves because they're not putting you on the pedestal that was so much higher than them. Like they, they feel the sense of, of, um, equalness with someone else, you know, yeah. whereas like the Tiger Woods, like, well, you could never, you know, I mean, granted all the, the challenges and trials and tribulations he's been through might help people to think like, yeah, he is human like I am. But at the end of the day, it's like, 
it's going to be harder to do that. So yeah, super yeah. long-winded, um, but it's just super it fascinating. Like this topic fascinates me a lot because it's just so, uh, well, it's prevalent in everyone who like, in, who goes into sport and really pursues it and, and makes it a part of their identity, which is required if you want to make it like mm-hmm. something that is taken to the nth degree. Um, but then that transition, it's such an interesting time in anyone's life. And so it fascinates me hearing about it and uh, dialoguing it with it, not only with my clients, but also with you. Well, you are my client too. So, uh, but also thinking about it from my own uh, perspective. Yeah. It, uh, I think it's a nice segue too, to your program now and your coaching practice. So you're obviously still in data and coding, which is super cool. I, it's fun. I always giggle in my head when I think of you and coding. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I know you're very smart. So it's because I think of, oh, trust you know, me, I think I... of coders. I think of like a nerd. Yes. And I'm like, I know Colleen way too well to think that she's a nerd who codes. <laughs> oh, but I'm a, she I'm can. A no, but that's, I think, and that's honestly like the coolest thing is like, it's just something like to your point, I think people who know me really well, like feel the same way, like that I do, that like, if you'd ask Colleen, like five years, even like maybe like three, four years ago, like that I would be, you know, I'd be like, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> so it's just like, it's no huge nerd for sure. <laughs> huge nerd. Yeah. So tell me you're obviously on our team now you're coaching, you you have your own program. And why don't you tell people a little bit more about the intention behind that program and where the inspiration for it comes? Yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool to hear from you on how you're thinking about that in your head. Yeah, totally. So I, like we've been talking about, it's definitely been like, a really cool learning experience, figuring out what life, what training looks like after competitive sports. And I feel like figuring out what training looks like after competing is like a really good segue into figuring out like what life looks like, you know, post sports. And I think like you were saying, I, and I don't know about like with, like with your team and stuff when you were golfing, but like for me, like no one talked about, like, like I can think back to college sports, especially like no one talked about what life was going to be like afterwards. Like, I feel like it was even, I think just in general, like, you know, you're so focused on like, what do I need to do now? Like, why would I spend time, you know, trying to worry about like what life will be like, like, I need to be so dialed in on this Mm -hmm. thing, like you said, to reach a high level. And while I do understand like the blindfolds on, I got to zero in on this thing. I think that makes it a lot more challenging and daunting. Like when that time does come, cause like you can't, I mean, you can definitely prolong it in ways, but like it's going to come at some point. Right. So I think not, you know, trying to sweep it under the rug, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice by like, not at least maybe not at least acknowledging that it's going to happen at some point. And to also, I think like what I'm excited about with this program is like helping people who are going through a similar journey, not that they like, you know, whether you did any type of competitive athletics or you're just looking to 
kind of get that like fire back under you to like challenge yourself, but in a way that's going to help you perform in other areas of your life. So like using the gym and your training as like a fuel for that. And so it's not necessarily about like, yeah, like it's fun and awesome to get to perform and show up and like do cool things in the gym, but it's about like, how does that supplement the rest of my life? While, like you were saying, I still enjoy the activity of being in the gym. Um, and also the fact like with this program, it's about like fitting it into, um, like a busy schedule. And so it's not going to be the, you know, three to six hours in the gym, like when, what I was doing, like, this is now like an hour, like maybe a little over, but around like an hour, um, five days a week. And I think it's the perfect amount. And I think that was a big thing for me too, was like, oh, can I still get a quote unquote good workout in just an hour? Which is funny because you can get so much done in an hour or like 45 minutes. But I think when you're used to the multiple hours, multiple sessions, you associate that with getting a good workout in or like um, stay, that's how I'm going to stay fit. And I think that took, that was a little tough for me too, was like, oh, I need to be like totally gassed, laying on the ground, like dying. That's how I, like what I associate a good workout in my head. So that's been like a, definitely a shift of it um, that I shouldn't be leaving, like feeling like I just need to go lay down for the rest of the day. Um, so I'm really excited about getting to share that and like what we've figured out together with like, with you coaching me again and like helping me figure out like, just finding that joy in the gym. Um, and I'm really excited to help people with that. And hopefully that be a catalyst to help them like through, if they are going through that transitionary period in their life, um, helping that support them. Cause I think for me, even like, uh, another thing that like we've talked about is when I was competing, I, you know, I was, and I'm still very much a creature of habit and I like my routines and stuff, but I hated the idea of traveling because I was like, it just makes everything more difficult. I, you know, got to pack my scale and like, I need to find gyms that have all the things I need. Cause like, I can't miss my training and all this stuff. So I think even up to like a few months ago, I think I still like traveling just stressed me out. Cause I'm like, I'm not in my normal gym. Like I don't have my normal food, all this stuff. And that's been really freeing too, is like, is just having a training schedule that can fit into the other things that I'm doing and have it accessible enough. And it's, um, I don't know, I can tweak things and stuff, but again, like it just fits into my life and it complements my life. Um, you know, in a, in a time period now where it's not my entire life is being in the gym. So I'm really excited because I feel like there's so much that I've learned through the many years of competing, not just in CrossFit, but all the other sports that I'm super excited to now get to kind of switch roles from athlete to coach and be able to now share this with other people. Um, so, and I'm just really grateful to now be, not only to get to be in this role, but to be a part of the crafted team and to now get to work alongside you. And it's really cool now to like see it from your lens too. Cause like we worked together as athlete coach for so long and now it's like coach coach. So it's like, it's just really cool to now, like you said, like see the behind the scenes of everything and learn that way. And so um, I'm really excited about 
this new opportunity and the and the program. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm excited as well. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of there's a lot of attention or yeah, maybe attention is the right word of letting people recognize that you don't have to be an athlete to train with intent and to mm -hmm. maybe enjoy your training like or how would I word this I think I think what I see is lots of competitor companies will position their training such that it's for an athlete or it's for people who want to be athletes and that can give a false sense of what they're going to be doing or what they should be doing because if you do want to be a, an athlete then that is going to require a specific approach and protocol to get you there and the intention is just so much different i mean you could rewind 30 minutes and you can go through like what you laid out it's it's very different intention than now in this new chapter where you your fitness is important you can do a lot of things. You don't want to lose certain things, but you still want to challenge yourself and stay well-rounded, however you define that. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people want, and there aren't a lot of services that provide that really well. And so mm -hmm. I think that's also why what you want to do and what you're going to be doing is going to be very helpful, because I think it'll it'll serve a lot of people who are kind of in this limbo land around, well, I, I want to train with some challenge and intensity, but I don't want to go all the way because I can't, or I don't have time. And so um, this could be a nice way of, well, let's say twofold. One, in the short term, giving them a solution training-wise that balances the desire to challenge themselves without burning themselves out. And then also two, maybe even more importantly, allow them to start being able to transition away from competing if that's something that they don't really want to do because mm -hmm. maybe they haven't given themselves permission to do it. And the starting point could be, well, let me just change the type of train I'm doing and the intention behind it. And then that might move me just enough to where I can go, you know what, maybe I'm okay with not competing anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be very freeing. Same with like the food and travel thing you mentioned. And uh, cause yeah, I, I, it's so funny you say that because as an athlete, I mean, anything that ch challenges the routine is a stress and you're trying to mitigate stress as much as you can. And, uh, and so, you know, being able to let go of of those pieces when you're in that new chapter is super helpful. And so I think this, this training that you're providing and program will be a nice way to facilitate that change for people. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point you bring up about like that limbo space because when you're like you said if I the training that you know I was doing leading up towards the games I would not just voluntarily do that just because you know it's like you do that because you have this and you it's not like a like you said a joyful experience but you get like this reward from it because you know you're working for this bigger thing and I think there's where like the reason why I love this program so much is like you still get hints of that, like that style of training without one, like it's not going to leave you like on the floor dying and you can, you know, continue along with the rest of your day. 
But like, for me, I feel like it allows you to see the joy of just, like you said, doing it because you can and like learning that. And I think like a lot of that, or at least for me, that learning to be grateful, appreciate it for what it is, like came through doing it. I think it's like, I mean, yes, there's like reflection and like time spent thinking about it, but I think just like moving through that process helps a ton. And I think, I don't know, I'm really excited about people getting to use that to hopefully help in that part of their lives. So I think that'll be really awesome. Wonderful. And you're also going to be providing individual coaching 101, which I know you and I are getting the stage set for that. So that's exciting. And that'll be a fun, uh, really behind the scenes of uh, (laughs) what you were a part of from the other side. And so I'm excited for you to start venturing into that. And uh, yeah, who knows, maybe that'll overtake your data career one day. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) might be the case. Who knows? Yeah, Mama Foch is client number one. She's already yeah spot. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, That's no, exciting. I'm I'm really excited. I definitely because like I let's see how many years ago when I uh, after I was done working at Cal and strength and conditioning, I did do some one on one coaching, and I uh, I loved it. Like getting to work with people one on one is really cool, and so I am really excited about. Um, that being a part of this whole, um, new venture as well. So I think it'll be really awesome. Well, Colleen, thank you for the conversation and I'm, uh, I'm really excited to have you here and thank you. Uh, I think you'll be able to help a lot of people in a different way, which is exciting. And I will, I'll put in the show notes how people can get a hold of you. Um, So if they want to reach out or join your program, then they'll know how. Awesome. And yeah, any uh, any final thoughts or anything? I think that's it. I'm I'm really excited, and yeah, I'm excited to get people into the program and hear what they think. And yeah, awesome. Well, we'll leave it at that. Until next time. Thanks for being here, and uh, we'll chat again soon. Awesome. Thank you. Crafting Fitness is powered by Crafted Coaching. To learn more about individually designed fitness and to explore our range of goal-driven programs, head to www.crafted.coach. Thank you.